0: Welcome to <laughs> Spice of Life. Spice of Life. I'm, well, I was going to say Chef Stefan, but everybody knows I'm not a chef. <laughs> um, but we're here to do part two of Who is Chef Matt? This is me. That's you. <laughs> so first off, I wanted to begin um, on the last one. We talked a little bit about traveling, preparing special menus for clients as a private chef. Um, a little bit about your work history. Um,
1: But today, you know, for. Yeah, we could dig into that still. We can go back into um, traveling, I guess, just traveling in general. I think um, some people don't realize, like, you know, education's Mm. important. And uh, this is my opinion, obviously. Uh, Education's really important. Uh, Hands on is really, for me, like I said last one, um, being hands on was something I knew I was going to do in my life uh, because I wasn't great at school mm-hmm. and, uh, I knew I was going to do something with my hands for a living. So well, I went the, 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 food route. Go ahead.
0: First, I would like to begin with kind of talking about something that you'd be proud about me.
1: Oh, please. Good. Get right. So
0: <laughs> there was nothing in the house okay. the other night. Yeah. And I went to make Kraft mac and cheese. Uh oh! But it was expired. Oh! So I, I I heated up the pasta. and made my own cheese sauce. I took okay. some. I took some ricotta cheese. Yeah. Some American cheese, some cheddar, and some like Parmesan. Sure. And stuff mixed it all together. Put some garlic powder, some um, freshly ground pepper. Very nice. And made my own sauce, and then baked it. Oh, and then I added
1: bacon. And wasn't that a thousand times better than Kraft?
0: It was, but I still use their I still use their noodle their their pasta,
1: oh uh, okay, that's probably fine. that's probably not the thing that went expired <laughs> to be honest with you, so that's great the uh, next time if you have milk or any kind of like uh liquid dairy product oh yes yes i put did i you put, put sk- milk in
0: I put skim milk in it, but yeah. that's why I used ricotta because we didn't have any. Yeah, we don't we don't keep any full fat milk. That's good. You
1: need the milk to kind of liquefy it a little bit because after you bake it, it gets hard up again. That's good. That's probably awesome. Probably way better than the craft crap you were trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So what, were, what was I saying before you totally interrupted me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I am proud of you though. That's great.
0: That's way better than crafts crap. Uh, you, you were talking about something with um
1: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Uh, oh, Something. traveling, traveling, yeah. So we're going to talk about traveling a little bit, and, and my, what I was saying about me not being good at school and um, learning about uh, things in life through food is I think traveling is almost that important as um, learning with your hands and learning through books. I think traveling is more important than learning through books, honestly, because I think seeing um, seeing is way more of believing than reading, Right. When you read something, it's just like, okay, this is great. This is definitely true. Blah, blah, blah. You're reading wh- b- someone else's opinion. But when you conform your own opinion with what you see, I think it's way more important. You know? Especially living in the world we live in and we just have mm-hmm. a news, news that tells us whatever they want to tell us. And that's what we're supposed to believe. Seriously, though. Think mm-hmm. about it. Then that's what we see and that's what we believe. But when we travel and we go to other countries and we see things that with our own eyes and we hear from people that live in those countries with our own ears, mm-hmm. that's not coming, that's not That's not being filtered it's, in any way.
0: So when you travel, what's the first thing you look for? For food.
1: For food, okay. Like so I, I, so here's, I'll give you, I'll, I'll go through the whole spiel of my traveling. So when I was uh, about 22, 23, I went, I did like a little backpacking around Europe with one of my best friends. His name's Greg. And, Basically, um he was Shout out Craig. Oh maybe yeah, shout out Craig, my redheaded buddy. Um basically no it wasn't twenty two or twenty-three, it was like twenty or twenty-one actually, right after we graduated from college, uh he was moving to Boston actually, which is ironic. Um basically he's like let's he's like let's let's do this like two week trip to Europe where we backpack, stay in hostels, camp. In, like, random sites in over the world. Yeah, it's in t- it was intense. So we had two massive backpacks. We flew to Zurich, uh, Switzerland, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. And c- neutral. And neutral. And the trains are always on time. The Swiss trains. The Swiss, really? <laughs> <laughs> the Swiss <laughs> wasters they always are on time. <laughs> no, European trains are just mostly always on time. Um, anyway, so we got there. We had plans to basically, like, sightsee. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I had no money. I'm not going to five-star restaurants in Europe. You know what I mean? Because that's mm. basically like my entire budget is to spend on one restaurant there, which is why I'm camping and staying in hostels in the first place. So, um, you know, we went to Zurich. It was incredible. We camped at Zurich. Um, yes, we had, we had a tent on the back of our backs that we set up in a campsite. We, we zippered the campsite and locked it. Thinking that was going to protect all our stuff. If someone had a knife, they could just literally rip into the campsite <laughs> and take all of our belongings. Did someone? No. So we always traveled. No matter where we went, we brought a small, tiny backpack, and we put all our passports and our cash and any like anything of value in there. Mm. So we always had that on us at all times, no matter what we were doing. Um, and we would leave our clothes and stuff in the, in the campsite. So and it was it was in the summer too. So we didn't br- we brought a lot less stuff than you would have to in the winter, obviously. Bunch of shorts, bunch of T-shirts, yeah, uh, whatever. So that's whatever. So that's the painted picture of what we were doing. Um, we started in Zurich. We went to Milan, Italy. Um, Milan, I would not suggest for people to go to. It's not the greatest city in Italy to go to. It's fun. That, that church there is incredible.
0: They have that's like the fashion place, right? It's
1: the fashion capital of the world. But uh, I don't, you know, it, it's it's too city for me if that makes any sense. I like I go to Europe because I like um the old school feel, the mm. old church, the old streets, uh you know, old old food venues that you could walk into. Milan's very New York, very um Vegasy mm. even though there is a lot of old stuff there. Like there's a I think it's the fourth oldest church in the world, don't quote me on that, or the fourth biggest church in the world there. It's incredible. Um forget the name of it, but it's incredible there's a mall there that's incredible too like I know everyone's like a mall and I'm like yes there it's it's like an outside inside mall with this like above your head beautiful um glass mural
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: explaining all this terribly but it, it, it's pretty cool for these small things but we we from when we got off the when we went to Zurich to Milan we we expected a little more from there mm. so when we walked through Milan we decided we're not going to spend more than a day there. So we jumped back on the train. Uh, we went to Verona, which if no one knows, Ver- do you know where Verona, where Verona is? Do you know where Verona is?
0: Um, sounds familiar.
1: So ba- It's like... Uh, it's Somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like northeast-ish, I'm pretty sure, in Italy. It's right by Venice, not far. But Verona is famous for J- Romeo and Juliet.
0: Ah, that's why I've heard it. Yes.
1: So Verona is where Romeo and Juliet it was created.
0: Romeo and Juliet.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a question. Do you believe that Shakespeare
0: was real? Of course. Why? You don't? Lots of theories say that it's either multiple people or somebody ghostwriting the work. Wow, I've never heard that. That he didn't write it all himself. Some people even think that he didn't actually exist, and that it was like a secret group of people writing all these plays.
1: I did not... I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Now I'm never going to Verona again. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Verona was cool. We camped on a castle that overlooked the entire city. Mm -hmm. That took us like probably a half hour just to walk up the steps to get to the castle, but it was worth it because it literally...
0: You know, I've actually walked up an old castle... before where it took me like an hour and a half (laughs) where was it in um in israel we did when i was 16 and we did a five-day hike and it ends like the last like day you like no this was the second to last day and they're like they're like oh yeah yeah the hike's not that bad we go you know <laughs> how many steps this thing had it's insane like they love steps back in the day that's but that's if what only I'm to say. if only they invented escalators back then think another, about how much easier life would have been for them
1: another reason we're, we're going to talk about it a little later is why i think people in europe in general and maybe you know israel and most of the world even more than america are less obese than well, we it's are because
0: it's a more active lifestyle but that, we'll, we'll talk the about
1: food, that. all that stuff. But anyway, back to Verona. I, I was in a castle there, overlooking mm-hmm. the city. It was gorgeous. Went to Venice. Venice is incredible. But got lost at like two a.m. Coming back to our, our uh, hostel in Venice. Really. And I never realized, like, or I mean, if, if anyone's out late in Venice and they don't know where they are, mm-hmm. make sure... Sh- well. Now you have cell phones that can. Uh, it, this was before, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Google maps and all that crap. So I, we were walking back to the hotel and all the buildings are very close together Mm -hmm. and probably I wanna say like eight, nine stories up. Mm -hmm. So it's kinda like a maze. And when you get out of certain parts of the maze, there's little bridges that go over these like little canals and they all look the same. So at 2 a.m., we're like on the other side of Venice and we have to walk all the way back to our hotel. And we're pretty hammered, drunk at this point. So we're walking back. I uh, mean, yeah, drinking age there is 18. Yes. but at the, And at the same time, like you think people would be in the streets, right? The streets are fucking empty. It was so creepy. Really? It was like a, it, it yeah. was 2 or 3 a.m. Streets were empty. Bunch of homeless people in the streets. Rats. from Because it's the water, you know? Mm-hmm. There's ra- there's like big rats everywhere. We're like turning down. What, my mic's too close? Yeah. Oh, hold Turn it. Turn okay. it. sorry everyone is that better yeah okay so we're turning down like different um corners of these canals Mm -hmm. and we're literally walking to the end of the corner and it just ends and then there's water so i'm like holy shit we're not getting back to the hotel tonight i'm like we need to figure out something else it took us i think like an hour and a half to walk like a 10 or 15 minute walk back to the hotel because we were so lost we finally got back but it was so scary. Oh, I forgot to say that when we were walking back, we saw like a couple like having sex on one of the on one of the small bridges in the canals, and we literally like walked by them. And we're like, "Good for you guys."
0: Good. We, we almost missed that part of the story. I was worried.
1: I know. Sorry. That was my build up to that. I'm not a great storyteller, <laughs> but that was that was a good part. So anyway, so we finally get back. That was my uh, my fun Venice spots, but the food in Venice because this is we should be talking about food, but. Mm. So we were like, you know, there's a lot of tourists. We're trying to follow the tourists and that. And my my buddy Greg actually had a great idea. He's like, you know what we should do? We should go and follow the gondola guys and see where they have lunch. And I'm like, genius. Right? Think about it. These guys live there. That's what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. They're not going to the tourist traps for lunch. So we followed these guys. And they had like, there was like a back alley and we show up at this like I don't even know it was deli or a cafe. There's, like, dry fish all over the window. Like, different kind of fish salads. Anything you could think of, like squid, octopus, white fish salads. Like, all these different salads, right? Mm. Stuff that some people probably be like, ugh, disgusting. I tried five different fish salads in this place. And they were all awesome. Were they surprised to see Americans there? Definitely. But but lucky enough, you know what I look like. So, when I walk in and I'm like, ciao. You know, bono, whatever, bona sera, blah, blah, blah. They think I'm Italian at first. And then I'm like, uh, octopus. And they're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and they finally <laughs> figure it out. But I think that I tried to speak Italian and I look mm-hmm. Italian. They give me the benefit of the doubt. You know? <laughs> I think Italians are way more friendly than uh, anyone in Europe. That's my experience, at least. So whatever. We had pretty good, like, fish salads there. So then I went from Venice, we went to um, Florence, which Florence, in my opinion, is one of my favorite places in Italy. Mm-hmm. Very cultured. Um, we camped there, too, on the other side of the uh, the big bridge, actually, in Florence, where everyone goes shopping on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was on a hill that overlooked the whole city, too. It's incredible. I got to get these pictures, actually. They're all in Jersey at my parents' house. But... Um, Yeah, that was a great experience. So you would recommend when you
0: travel to follow, follow the locals. Follow the locals. How far back did you follow from? Like, was this like a full like stalking mission, or did they see you?
1: So I have a good story in Florence too. So Florence, um, we we packed up our campsite. Uh, You know, we we did touristy shit during the day, and then. At night, um, we met actually a couple girls. That uh, one of the, one of the girls was going to college, and she was um, studying abroad there. And her two sisters were with her. So these three girls that we met, um, we went out uh, at night with them. We went out to like the bars with them, you know, because that's what you do in your, in your early twenties. You meet girls, you go out, you drink, mm-hmm. you have fun with them. So we went out with these girls, and Italian guys don't give a shit. Like, they're very aggressive, like, overly aggressive, like, very touchy feely. You know, they, Americans will get in trouble for the shit that they do. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, when we would go out with them, the guys didn't give a shit we were with them. They would come up to them, start talking to them. One of them spoke uh, fluent Italian, the one who was studying abroad, mm-hmm. which was great for us because she would, like, talk shit to some of these guys, but she also, like, got information from them, like, where would she go next? So we were from her talking fluent Italian, she got information from the guys that we met. And long story short, 2 a.m., we're at the only bakery in Florence that cooks everything for all the cafes in Florence. It was insane. We walk into this place. There's a curtain in the front. He pulls the curtain up and it's a mm. massive bakery that cooks anything you could think of for every cafe in Florence. Think about that for a second. It's insane. Florence is big. So, I, I know you I'm getting excited think, you and you're looking at me like, why are you getting so excited? Do you oh, the still? girl? Yeah. Uh, I'm married, so no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't really follow up talking to the any of those girls, but... It was like a cool uh, small experience
0: for us, like what, like a once a time once upon a time in Europe type situation
1: type situation. yeah, once upon exactly. It was fun though. We, we had a good time. I mean that was that wasn't even the end of the night. I don't want to get to the x-rated stuff because um, you know this is a family uh, I'm just kidding, nothing crazy happened, but uh so basically it's like it was like one euro for any pastry you wanted, and they were making like small pizzas too. So we're like 21-year-old kids, and we're like, mm-hmm. all right, here's five. I, I got like four pastries and a piece of pizza, and I'm holding this crap at like 2 a.m. eating all this. These girls were staying at like the most beautiful hotel in Florence that overlooked the famous church there, mm-hmm. which is one of the most famous in the world that you know of. So basically, you know, they invited us up to their room or whatever. We, nothing happened. I'm going to say that before, uh, you know, I'm saying this story and I'm like, shit. <laughs> but nothing <laughs> happened. Uh, all innocent stuff. But their room was incredible. Mm-hmm. It overlooked the this church. Like, literally. It was, I think like, maybe 15 stories up. Overlooked this beautiful church. 2 a.m. And me and my buddy Greg are like, this is, a, this is insane. We're on this balcony overlooking this church in Florence. This is probably like the most incredible view and if we never met these girls or talked to those guys who they the one girl spoke fluent Italian Mm -hmm. you know we wouldn't even went through any of this so like meeting people in these places is just as important I think as just going sightseeing Mm -hmm. you know so that's one small experience, and then, me and, my, and then me and my friend Greg were like, "All right, we'll see you guys later." And we walk up a mountain, and we jump in a and we jump in a tent, and we fall asleep with like, on top of like rocks and uh, and Michael Jackson music from a club next door to the campsite. Uh, that
0: that honestly just sounds horrible. Like I the hate camp, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to do it now. I'll tell you that. Like I, I just hate like anything like super outdoorsy. Like I on this five day hike that I did. I slept outside like quote unquote under the stars for one night. Yeah. And the next night they tried to make me do it again, but I made them give me a tent. <laughs> so everybody else slept outside and I slept in a tent by myself.
1: That's called bougie, my friend.
0: I also did not <laughs> You're you're like a Jap. You're like a <laughs> you're like a Jewish princess it's a little not, bit. I, I also did not take off my shoes for like five days and I also <laughs> did not poop. For the whole uh, the whole time. Man. That just I, sounds I, terrible. I just like my body. Like if I'm in like, like a gross area like that, I just don't have to go regardless of how much I eat.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to say
0: about that. What do you like, cork up your butt? I don't mean like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't work. Right. No, because everybody's like... Using the bathroom in the forest and like going and just bringing paper towel right. and go like pooping by a tree. All right, we're going to move on from that conversation. <laughs> All right. I would, I, back to me because that's my favorite conversation is me. <laughs> I know. The reason why we're doing this, just so most of you know, because. How conceited I am with myself. <laughs> because Matt doesn't feel that he gets to talk enough when he interviews people.
1: That's it. I want to talk more about me, and everyone's going to listen. <laughs> uh so back to me and uh all right so where were we Florence we went to we met someone in Florence we met a guy in Florence that let us stay in his apartment in Rome okay so this is part of this whole trip so we go to Rome we leave all our shit in mm-hmm. this guy's apartment and we this was only for uh two nights uh we stayed with the, we never saw the guy by the way he gave us a key. He's like, "Hang out, do whatever you want." I slept really? on his couch. Greg slept on this like weird pull-out, like I don't even know chair. That w- what it was. Mm-hmm. And it, this is the summer in Italy. It was like a hundred degrees at night. No one is air conditioning. This guy doesn't have air conditioning. Sounds horrible. You're sleeping in like a stranger's couch that you need to have like you need to be half naked because you're sweating your balls off basically. Anyway, so. Rome was great. Rome's another one of those cities that I would say, yes, you should go to, but don't feel too excited about it because all it is is like, you know, it's a city city, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very. So, so basically you'd say that when you're traveling, um,
0: best thing to do is just look for food, see where the locals go.
1: I think looking for food, see where the locals go, make friends with everyone, even if they're not locals, even if you see people that are there from America, Mm-hmm. Great, make friends with them. Because maybe they speak fluent Italian and you don't. And they could speak to the locals and you can't.
0: Fluent Italian. Mamma
1: mia, pizza pie. Was that your Italian? <laughs> pizza, pizza. I don't know if you were going Mexican with that or Italian. <laughs> pizza, pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that. Um, I don't know. Should I keep talking about my travels or no? Or should uh, we move on? There's more. I I was in uh, southern <laughs> France and... and and Spain, too, but we can keep going. I, I,
0: I think we can save those for another...
1: For another day? <laughs> yeah. All right. Too but much for um, me. All right. Well, you can start asking me questions if you like.
0: Um, one thing you wanted to talk about was um, politics. Oh, I did I? I wanted to talk about... Um, r- and
1: relating to... I think how politics uh, relate to nutrition and healthcare and all those fun things. I know everyone has their own opinion on it, but uh, I was talking to someone earlier today that I won't mention my name, but he brought up some good points on um, how healthcare kind of is um, is something that um, is controlling and, and very financially um, controlling in America, right? I think that food and healthcare – this is my belief again. I don't I does not to think this way, but food and healthcare and the way that uh we're told to eat um is controlling. The healthcare companies make so, like look at the healthcare, how much money do the healthcare companies make? And why do like they make the, that money?
0: The insurance?
1: Yeah, insurance companies.
0: Yeah, they make a lot of money, but that's but that's also because now with um like the public healthcare and stuff, they can charge whatever they want. Okay. And the government pays it,
1: so tell me this, do you think that they have um, any control on uh, saying what is right and wrong to eat in the world it, not in the world i 'm sorry <laughs> in america i'm t- what i 'm saying is, do they work with uh chicken companies and steak companies and po- you know and all these and then they 're like, "This is okay to eat. You could put it out there in the news they control I think they control a lot more than people say they do that 's what I think you're laughing yeah, that
0: the insurance companies is in Purdue's pocket
1: uh, I think e- either way one could be in the others or one could be in the others because they are the I mean who's more powerful than they are and then you got and then you could add on to that and say how about the um, medical companies you know
0: medical That's like obs- pharma
1: pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. right how much money do they make and if if people get too healthy, they're going to lose a lot of business.
0: Yeah, but there's always sick people. I, I I don't think it's that because because the more you get sick, the more it also costs the insurance companies.
1: But what gets people sick? What is the? This is my opinion. What What is the source of people getting unhealthy? Food, and why is that? Because people like fast food. <laughs> Well, because it's all these I – think, I think some places are getting better. I know you're laughing, but I really believe in this. Some, place, some places are getting better. Some people are getting a little more uh, fast casual and getting rid of the McDonald's and Wendy's mm-hmm. and all those other well, fast even, food Well, even they're
0: doing healthier stuff. McDonald's is doing
1: fresh burgers
0: now because that's the demand of the market.
1: All right. I would disagree with that a little bit. I think, I think um, the fast food companies are showing that they're making, they're making steps on getting healthier but I think the facts of the matter is if, you eat, if you're eating a uh, Big Mac or any mm-hmm. kind of burger that was 10 years ago, it's the same as it is now. There's not much of a difference. What they're doing is they're packaging it differently. If you walk into McDonald's today and you haven't walked into one in like 10 years, it's a, it's a whole new building. The building's changed in every way. The coloring, the menus, uh, I mean everything. Every single thing. Think about the McDonald's that it used to look like, right? Mm. Uh, it was a red top with a massive yellow arch. They had the the games for the kids to play, and happy meals, and it was very like bright red and yellow. That was it.
0: Yeah, but but remember, they also used to have super size sizes and stuff. I think it has to do with the. De- I don't think like the healthcare industry.
1: So why do you think they stopped with super size? Because public
0: demand went against it.
1: Yeah, because they finally figured out that it's disgusting and it's terrible for you. Yeah, but
0: see, but none of the healthcare companies and your doctor is never going to tell you, oh, (laughs) go eat McDonald's.
1: Yeah, but they also don't. So doctors. I think it has to do with convenience. Doctors are not educated in nutrition the way they should be either. And I think that's what goes with everything I'm saying is that when you go to a doctor and they're like, oh, what's wrong? My shoulder hurts or my leg hurts. They're like, oh, let's take an x-ray. Let's go to see an MRI. Oh, this is wrong. But the fact of the matter is, if you're overweight and you lose weight, your legs are gonna feel a little better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or hey, I'm having headaches. I don't know why I'm having headaches. It's because you're having too much sugar in your diet. You know what I mean? Your doctor's not gonna tell you that. Your doctor's gonna think something's wrong with you. You're gonna get an MRI. They're not educated in a nutritional fact the way that I think doctors should be, unless you're going to a nutritionist. Yeah, but
0: if you go for, like, your yearly blood draw, they'll check for diabetes and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's true. Maybe I should, different forms of different things. Okay, so if you're eating very healthy, which some people think healthy is, like, a lot of vegetables, a lot of, star, like, good starches, mm-hmm. and then a lot of good proteins, right? But th- there's there's forms of that. If you're eating chicken that's, Raised with steroids and, you know, all these other things, then you could be eating really well, but your body doesn't, you know, doesn't react to it the right way. And you can't see that in a, you know, when they take blood from you. That's just a fact of... Well, well, that's why, again,
0: public demand is driving companies and stuff to use free range chickens and okay GMO and hormone free chickens um like even some of the fa- even some of the fast food places are moving against it for that reason I don't think it's a healthcare conspiracy Do you th-
1: know what a free range chicken is? Doesn't
0: that mean that just that they're just not in cages even though they'll still be in like those huge
1: barns Okay so so again this is a, I'm glad you brought this up I really am Because I think this is another thing that people are not educated on, is people think, oh, natural chicken, grass-fed, beef, free-range chicken, all these words. You can go crazy. The only one that really matters, in my opinion, is organic. Organic's it. Organic's the only one that changes the game. It's very hard to get a stamp of organic on anything. If you get an organic stamp on something... But even with
0: organic, they still use alternative pesticides and stuff.
1: You might be right, but...
0: And in the fertilizer, to keep like bugs away, you're still getting chemicals in there.
1: That's fine, but you need to... Ha- if you've ever seen um, videos of organic farms for poultry, they're way, like, insanely better than any other kind of farm. So basically... I, know, I don't know everything, but I know free range. So free range is this. If, if you watch those videos of all these chickens that are grown in six weeks, basically, to a, a massive amount of a chicken, which they shouldn't be. They, it usually takes years to grow a chicken to half of what they're really growing it to in six weeks now because they're pumping them with so much stuff. Mm-hmm. The way you make that a free range chicken... Or actually, sorry. So you p- that chicken is growing in six weeks. Fully grown with so many different heart problems. And I mean, most of them have broken and terrible ligaments in so many ways. They're, they're struggling. They're growing in these small coops, which they can't even move because there's so many chickens. Right? The way you make those free range, you open a door about six feet and you put a cage in front of that door. That's a free range chicken. Why? Because now they could see the outside. That's free range. Okay? So free range is bullshit. It is.
0: So then then what? where do you get your chicken? What's that? Where do you get
1: your chicken? Where do I get my chicken? That's why you need organic. That's why you're saying organic is not everything. But organic have is a you, Have
0: you seen the farm that your chicken's from?
1: I've, I haven't seen the specific farm that my chicken's from. But the I know what it takes to get an organic stamp on something, and to get an organic stamp on something is a lot harder than to. Naturals nothing. Natural means nothing. It literally means nothing. It means it's actually it was an animal. That's what mm-hmm. natural means. This is a natural fake plant that I just put in front of you. You know what I mean? This is my natural uh, thing I just made in the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's all it's bullshit. Naturals bullshit. Fear range is bullshit. Um, i don 't know as much about cows as I do about chickens, but um I know that organic as much as you people' don't, like they wipe it aside, and I know it 's more expensive mm-hmm. but that 's the way you need to be eating, and that 's what I believe go ahead, you could say whatever you like see i just don 't think that it 's like this big like
0: healthcare conspiracy i don 't think it 's a conspiracy I just think that <laughs> that's <a laughs> see but you just insinuated i 'm not like Arguing with you. I just think that it's. Um, I think it's naturally going this way. I don't think I, it's a conspiracy. I, I, I at all. think that obesity rates and stuff in America have to do with fast food, purely fast food. For how often people go and they go to the drive thru at McDonald's. Nobody's, sen- what, nobody's saying what that McDonald's is somebody, healthy. Who,
1: who, who goes to McDonald's? What sends people to McDonald's? What is the reason people go to McDonald's? For it, fast food. But why? Because they're in a rush. And keep going, though. What are the specifics on the economic people that go to McDonald's? What do you mean the
0: economic?
1: It's cheaper. McDonald's yeah. is cheaper. You can get things cheaper there. It's fast, it's cheap, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the products are lower grade mm-hmm. because it is cheaper and fast and easy. So that...
0: Yeah, they, they need to get you a burger, or, you know, a minute is after Is there McDonald's order? in the seaport in
1: Boston? No, there's not. Why is that? Because in affluent areas. Exactly. Okay, that's my point. So basically what's happening is... I don't know if it's on purpose or not. I'm not saying it is on purpose, but what's happening is all these fast food places are in certain areas. I'm not saying that. Listen, there's McDonald's everywhere, but there's not one in the seaport. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. Because the economics down here, you know, it's a wealthier, it's a wealthier crowd. You know, when you go out, you can afford to go sit down and have, you know, a $50 meal per person. If you want, they're not going to put it here because it's not for these kind of people. Yeah, it's but they've got it in people. like South Station and stuff where you've got commuters coming in from everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Taking the train. But but I, I don't think that that's bus. like <laughs> I don't think that the healthcare companies are encouraging McDonald's to I'm go. Not, I'm
1: not so you're missing my point. I'm not going from one extreme to the other. I'm saying that there's there is there is a gap, but the gap feeds the other gap and then one gap feeds the other gap. So basically these people eating stuff that's making them obese. Mm-hmm. They're not going to doctors and nutritionists, right? Mm-hmm. They barely have healthcare to do that. Because the doctors they're going to don't have the nutritional background to tell them what they should be doing in that form.
0: Mm-hmm. But so if but if the if the government these days had it the way they wanted it, you wouldn't be able to eat anything bad like at all. Like look at look at New York, you know, you've got the sugar, you can't get like the large sodas and they restrict you. Okay,
1: so you're saying that's the right thing to do.
0: I don't think it is. Why? Because uh, we live in a free country. Sure. You know, nobody puts a gun to anyone's head and says, go eat at McDonald's now and go get a Big Mac and fries and a large Coke. You know, nobody's putting a gun to your head, but now the
1: government's coming in and starting to control it. But at what point? I, tr- I just tr- think that it starts taking. Con- take... But all take they're starting to control is basically to try to make people healthier and to not drink, a, you know, a gallon of soda and they drink less. Mm-hmm. I, and it's not going to stop people from not drinking a gallon. If they want to get two sodas, they can. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like like Chicago put in a beverage tax. I remember this. This is right after I moved to Chicago. They put in like an extra tax on sugared beverage. It was like an extra penny or two per ounce. Okay. So people were driving to Indiana to purchase soda. <laughs> <God>. Unbelievable. <laughs> like if they still want it, it's... When the government interferes, nothing good ever happens. people if people really want it they 'll find a way to get it like um look at look at the vape ban here yeah, everybody's going to Rhode Island
1: and New Hampshire, and they're buying more no than i they were. i don't disagree with you, but what I do disagree with is the government i don 't think the government can, can control any of this anyway, but at the same time, when you go to other countries. These people are not. These people are way less obese.
0: Yeah, because it's it's the culture. It it also has to do with the culture. You know, in America, so why don't we have that got, culture? We've got a nine to five work week. In Spain, for example, they take a few hours off for lunch and then they eat a small dinner at like eleven p.m. It's just a difference in culture here. We're here, you know, you work nine to five.
1: So you're saying that we're lazier here, or we just don't care about our food as much?
0: I don't think we care about our food as much, and I think we're also. Lazier in regards to, um, caring I, about
1: what we put in our bodies.
0: Yeah. Because everybody's in a rush because everybody these days, you know, people work
1: 30 Especially hours. In the Especially in the cities. Everyone just wants to work as much as possible and just throw something in their body to fuel them.
0: Exactly. But they want it to taste good and be fast. Yeah. Versus, and some people want it to be
1: healthy. Yeah.
0: Versus even like, um, like some of the salad places are more expensive than going to McDonald's. Oh, for sure. And I think that that's part of it, but I don't think that like the government interfering, the idea of it, fine, I'll give you that. It sounds great, the, uh, <laughs> making everybody healthy. But when you restrict people, they'll find a way to get to get
1: what they want. I'm not saying I have the answer to any of these questions, but mm-hmm. uh, what I am saying is there's gotta be, some, it's someone who's smarter than me, who are all these people are voting for right now, and all these people are like, he's the candidate I want, this is what, they gotta, the healthcare has to be a big part of it, right? But why? Well,
0: healthcare is a big part of it, but none of them talk about making America healthier. You know, the only person who did that was like Michelle Obama. Yeah,
1: and you, do you not think that's an important part of it, though?
0: I, I think being healthy is good, but sometimes you know it's easier to sit down and have chicken tenders and fries, and more enticing than it is to go out and have a salad. Now look. Well,
1: yeah, because I think it's la- I think mm-hmm. people are lazy, and that's that's a lazy way to go. It's easier to do this. It's easier. it's easier to do a lot of things in life.
0: Which is why I've decided to announce I will be exercising <laughs> with Matt. Nice. And there doing doing some of the Chef Matt
1: diet. There we go. All right. Got him. Got one. I got I, one. I would like you to prepare all of my meals. All right. We can talk about that. I do not like fish. $1,000 a week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, listen. I, I'd love to... Um, We'll do that. We'll talk about that for sure. Maybe an hour a week we'll work out together. And um, yeah, we'll, I can go food shopping with you even.
0: Well, that, that's a good idea.
1: Right? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I don't even know where we, we went crazy with that whole conversation there. But I think people will have a lot of opinions about what we both said. But See. I think the point, the small point that I want people to get is not that it's politics, not that it's any kind of way to go, but. I think what I'm trying to say is anyone could be healthier mm-hmm. if they want to be.
0: Yeah. And, and it comes down to personal
1: choice. That's it. You, everyone has, t- I know people are busy. I'm about to have twins, right? And all I'm thinking in my head with twins is I'm like, I'm going to be busy as shit. And I don't even know how busy I'm going to be. I'm, that's how busy I'm going to be. Mm. But I will always make time to take care of myself and, and try to make the right foods and try to make the right foods for my children. And to the point where they grow up now. And this is all I want for my kids. And this is all I can control because my wife's way smarter than mm-hmm. I am. And she'll take care of way more than I will without me even trying to.
0: So wh- what do you think about this whole movement that basically says, like, obesity is, like, beautiful and more glorifying stars like Lizzo who are bigger? Now, I'm a big guy, but I would never encourage anybody to be as big as I am. I, I, I think that that's also part of the culture. I think a culture.
1: Very thin... Thin line subject that you need to be careful with answering. So in my opinion, I, I, I don't think obesity, you need to just say what obesity you feel. is not beautiful. I agree. The word obesity and being obese is not beautiful. I think if someone's overweight and they're happy with themselves and they're healthy medically, then great. If that's how they want to be, I would never, ever say this person's fat and disgusting. I completely
0: no. agree. But then you've got like that, like star Lizzo. Yeah. Who she, now now she's a a big girl. Sure. Is she obese?
1: I don't know her medical, so so this is the thing. I can't say she's obese and I can't say that she's not healthy.
0: But but I also think that that's part of it more than anything is the culture. You know, I'm a big guy, but I'd never encourage anybody to be as big as I am. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, yeah, you should accept me and treat me the same. No, you know. But
1: that's, so this is the thing, right? If you're happy with who you are and you're happy with being bigger, and you're healthy, then great. But, but I don't see, think you. I don't think you want. I think you want to be. I think you. You know. You you want to be. I know who she is. Yeah.
0: See, but uh, but like Minnesota Vikings girl. See, <laughs> see, but but the the thing is, I just think you're just not going to be healthy, and like you're never going to be perfectly healthy if you're obese. And well, it's it,
1: good, and it gets harder. Like wh- I think what what so she's influencing kids, right? Mostly. So I think the, the dangerous part of what she's doing is she's influencing kids mm-hmm. that their bodies are going to get even harder when they get older, that they should be happy with where they are as far as their physical being right now. But what she's, but the scary part is it, she's doing it the, I think she's doing it the wrong way because I think, I think she should be, yes, I think people should be happy in their own skin every, every way that they, they want to be. Whether whatever size they are, if they're happy, awesome. But health and happiness are very different, mm-hmm. very different. So if if you are healthy and you're overweight, but somehow you your your blood all everything's going the right way, there's no there's nothing wrong with you from a medical standpoint. God bless you, and you should be happy, mm-hmm. and you should always be smiling, and, and there's you should never ever take shit from anyone. But if you're medically told that you have high blood sugar or you're obese in some way or a- anything, anything you could think of, then mm-hmm. you should work on that. And that doesn't mean losing weight, but that means maybe eating healthier. You know? you so know, It doesn't mean working out. Mm. Eating is more important than working out. It really is. Your diet is so much more important than, than working out. But working out is important too as far as just being active. You don't need to go for a run. You don't need to lift weights. But if you walk around a lot, and you're an active person in any, any form that I can't think of right now, but you're eating pretty healthy as well, then you're doing all right. Like, that's the biggest form mm. of it. You know what I mean? I think that's what people, some people look, at th- everyone's an extremist nowadays, right? Everyone is like, this has to happen now. And if this has to happen now, it's never going to happen. But the fact of the matter is the people that are successful in life, they have this thing they see farther along in life. Mm-hmm. And they have a goal. And they see the steps that it takes to get to that goal, and that's the people that are successful in their life, not the people that are just jump into success. Yeah, you know, like MC Hammer.
0: <laughs> no, no, but but what I'm talking about is like the culture we have. Now I I know you're trying to like uh, but we have a culture that like glorifies obesity as well, which I personally, even as you know, I'm I'm pretty I, I I'm a big guy. Yeah, and. So I, I think that your, I think these are
1: your words. So, glorifying obesity—I wouldn't think of it as glorifying obesity, but this is we, what you we glorify.
0: No, no. There's actual rallies and stuff held now that
1: being obese is okay. Yeah, or that, is it that being it's fat is okay? No, because it, they're different.
0: No, like and it's like people who are like bigger than I am getting up on stage and talking about how we as a society and how beautiful it is. I I personally do not think
1: the, I think obesity dangerous. is beautiful. Very and dangerous. I,
0: and and I, I just think, like, the culture we live in, like, not everybody, you know, the world's never going to love you. The whole entire world is never going to love anyone. Even if you're the most famous person on earth, there's still going to be people who hate you. Absolutely. But now telling me that you that I have to just look at somebody and just be like, wow,
1: that's a beautiful person you know just because it's funny you say that i was in an uber the other day and we t- you're talking about lizzo right now right i was in the uber the other day and this um this girl picked me up in the uber and i'm sitting in the back seat and she she's like do you mind if i play music and i'm like i don't care so she lizzo was on and she starts singing along and i'm like you like her she goes yeah she's beautiful and she goes do you think she's beautiful and i'm like i think she's yeah. pretty I think she has a pretty face, like, and I and I said I, I think she's a, a pretty person. No, but see, and she goes, wait, she could tell like I had a tone in my voice, like I was uh, being judgy about something, which I don't know if I was, maybe I was, I don't know, but she's like, why don't you think she's pretty? Is because is because she's a bigger girl, and I'm like. But See, this is what you're saying,
0: yes. No, it's, the, it's the, the culture. There's rallies and stuff around this.
1: She got defensive over the opinion I had that it wasn't even mean about <laughs> what I was saying.
0: But I would never encourage anybody to eat the way I do and the lack of exercise that you've I do. You've gotten I'm, a lot
1: healthier, though. Let's, let's be honest. But, I think, I think but, you've come a long way.
0: But I, I would never encourage anybody to take those bad steps, and I don't think obesity is beautiful. You know, it's my you know it's my choice. Nobody's forcing me to put food in my mouth. So somebody wants to say shit about me being fat,
1: fine. Yeah.
0: You know that's life. You know these are about the choices we make. But now well, you're no, gonna no
1: no no no. You should not get bullied for being fat, though. I, I, I I'm not saying you should. However, you shouldn't however, glorify it. You shouldn't glorify yeah, it. You shouldn't but, be bullied, but you shouldn't glorify yeah, it. That's and, what you're and saying. And
0: nobody's forcing, nobody's forcing anyone at gunpoint to shove food in their mouth.
1: No, I agree. And this is why this goes right back S- to my somebody point. Somebody wants to right, say shit about it. Right back it, to my point. And this is a whole other point, right? When you grow up, this is why it's so important for your kids to understand what nutrition and like and health is. Because... I come from a family that my father, you know, he wasn't he he didn't make tons of money and he didn't you know, he wasn't you know, he Mm -hmm. wasn't the guy educating me in so many things, but what he did educate me in and what I am always thankful for in my dad, he was like the most loving father who was always there for you and you know, and he instilled working out into me in so Mm -hmm. many ways. He instilled that like, you know, this is something that's important to me. It doesn't need to be important to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, my dad's doing it. So I should probably do this. This is, this makes sense. He's always in good shape. And you know, he's always one of the guys at the party that's like, like thinner and happier than other people. Mm-hmm. And, and when I looked at him, I'm like, is this because he runs a lot and he works out all the time? He's always active. He plays soccer. You know, I think it might make him a happier person because he does this, like this, is something that he's happy to do and it keeps him healthy. And then my mother, uh, she wasn't as much of a runner or like a workouter as my father was, but I think she kind of became that a little more when I was getting older. And she also, mm-hmm. be- she was cooking the food for me at home. So as much as she wasn't a nutritionist, she used to work in gyms and mm-hmm. she had a lot of rubbing shoulders with people that were trainers and nutritionists. So, you know, she would instill a lot of that into my entire family that you need to be active through my mother and father. And you need to, you know, eat a certain way and not eat crap all the time. We never really got fast food as kids. Very rarely. We, and, and that was weird. Like, thir- you know, 20 years ago, everyone was going to McDonald's. You know, 20, 30 years ago, everyone was going to McDonald's or Wendy's or some kind of mm-hmm. drive through My mom was always like, all right, I'm, I'm making a meatloaf or I'm making a stew or, you know, I'm, I'm cooking chicken. Even when, you know, she didn't really have to. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, why aren't we... Going to the drive-throughs like all these other kids, but now that I'm in my 30s, I'm so thankful about these things that you learn from your parents that you take for granted, you know. And other kids have other things that, like, if if their parents are you know make tons of money and 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 give them certain other things in life that I haven't gotten, you know, that's different. But I think you should always be thankful for the small, like, anything your parents give you that you don't think you that you get from them.
0: See, and, and if I followed my mom's, always been super healthy. Yeah my my father not so much so it was like the but weird your, influence but my but your father
1: gave you other things in life of course he did don't look at me like you didn't
0: <laughs> no i didn't know what you meant by that no but like uh, like in terms so of opportunities and stuff so
1: like my my mother basically you know uh was my day-to-day person but my father worked and he was a financial he, he helped with finances but he had a job as a mail carrier, so he could mm-hmm. he could be at my soccer games every Sunday because he was off. He could um you know, he had dinner with us every night because he got home at a uh. certain time. We waited for him to have dinner that my mom was cooking. So I had a very traditional kind of lifestyle in that sense.
0: Yeah, see I, I had I had Joan. Yeah she had, was that's she your was, mom. No. Wait, who? Oh no, that's not your mom. No, I, I had my parents since both of them worked. Yeah. Until I was like thirteen, I had a babysitter pick me up she was an older lady, probably like sixties Joan. I love her to death, yeah, but she was with me Monday through Friday, she'd cook me dinner, do my homework with me
1: yeah and 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 this is so this is this is the point uh, before you mm-hmm. even finish, sorry to cut you off is that any everyone's life right growing up has different all these different things. Mm-hmm. And your parents did this for you because they wanted you to be mm-hmm. you're 20 now and you live in this incredible like are you kidding me? I you have so many advantages. You have so many advantages in life. So many advantages in life that I never had and then my kids will have mm-hmm. because of you know, my wife and, and and what she has, you know? And I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is it's never too late to you know, take other people's opinions about things and other people's values and, and where they came from. And if you think those are something that you want to instill in your life, go for it. You're mm-hmm. 20. You want to work out more? Great. You want to be healthier? Awesome. Dude, you're, you're, you're a kid. You're young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 33. I I'm, I'm trying to do new things too still. You know, I, I think a lot of people think, like, you, like we were just talking about, everything needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. No. No. Everything could happen for you, but go ahead. Let's keep talking about your uh, your childhood a little bit, <laughs> if you want. Joan. So Joan was your your au pair, your nanny. Yeah. Is that the right word?
0: And we always called her a babysitter, even though she was there every day. Okay. But yeah, she'd like um, like if I had a school event or something, like she'd pick me up and stuff. Like I'd Cub Scouts on Friday, she was always there to <laughs> pick me up and yeah. if, drive me to my friend's house or pick my friends up. We'd go to the movies and stuff.
1: What did what what do you what are the, like, biggest things you learned from her? What was her, like, what did she, did she instill anything into you? Into she, you and your sister? So my sister
0: hated her. Really? I still don't know why. Well, my my sister also didn't like. So my sister's a little bit more of, uh, I don't know how to say the right word. She's tougher. Word. She's tougher. Yeah, tougher. She's not tougher. as, uh,
1: <laughs> she's not. As easygoing, going yeah you're an easier going most men i think are easier going but that's she's more like she has to have like the newest this
0: and the newest that and she has to keep up with her friends yeah like um, all right so take
1: your experience and forget about your sisters you and joan what did she instill in you at least a little bit
0: it was very like i don't know she was like a very conservative woman like very like by The book, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what she... did. You
1: look up to her at all? I did. Did you, uh, did you look up to her a lot because she was always there more so? Yeah, like I, you still love your parents, obviously, and you look up to them, but she but was around I, a lot,
0: yeah. Like, I like when I still lived in Jersey, even after she stopped babysitting me, I'd still get lunch with her like once yeah. a month or once every couple months. I, uh, she just like, I don't know, she just. I don't know. She did, like, a lot for me, you know? Yeah. But I'm trying to think of, like, directly what she, like... I don't know. I'm sure, like, a lot of, like, the influences... Because I've always had, like, behavior issues. I've always been, like, that kid. Sure. I don't know. But she was, like, always there. She was always there. And you'll never forget that.
1: Yeah. Like you never Because that's... It's really important, I guess, when you're younger. Right? You always remember the people that are always there for you. But at the same time, you don't forget about your parents that put you in the position you're in today you live in the seaport in boston and you they have so many co- connections and contacts for you to do whatever you want probably mm-hmm. you i know both your parents they're both great people right and they both are very successful in so many different ways mm-hmm. so i think so my parents are not like that but they spent a lot more time with me as a kid you mm-hmm. know so it's like it's, it's like a trade-off exactly exactly i got uh, i saw them a lot more and things like that. my like it, it's tough. It's tough, and and I think kids don't understand that. And I think everything is all these things are okay, and no one did anything wrong mm-hmm. in this
0: facet. But we, but we both grew up with parents, with both parents who worked.
1: You did, yeah. Did well, you, yeah. Well, you said your my mom, mom worked? my mom uh, worked, but she worked later on. Like she mm-hmm. raised me more so. Um, made sure we got to school, and you know she was always most of the time she was home. She did, like, real estate and um, stuff like that when I was younger. And then she started working in, like, sales at, um, like, high-end gyms Mm -hmm. when I was uh, probably a teenager in, like, early 20s. Mm -hmm. But she was, yeah, my mom was always, my mom is a tough, always fighting for me kind of woman. Like, anything in school, I had problems in school. And my mom would, like, like, I was very dyslexic and had, like, reading disabilities when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. And I went through like different programs, um, you know, to try to teach myself how to read more and different teachers would come in and different programs would happen. And I finally found one that was working for me Mm. and the teacher that taught it stayed with me in middle school and my mom made her go to high school with me. Really? Yeah. And if I didn't have my mom, you know, Mm. if my mom didn't care and wasn't there, then I wasn't doing that. But at the same time, we didn't have money that I can go to like a private school, or you know, I can go to other special things. So,
0: like a special education school, no, uh, or like like a private school. Just private any private
1: any private school that I could probably get more attention in certain ways. You know, they're less populated, and I think it's I think being going to a school that has less population is more one on one time with the teacher.
0: Well, well, I did. You, I don't I don't know if you know this. But I actually, for school, I went to a, um, like, a special education private school. Oh, I didn't know that. For, like, I was told it was, like, kids with ADD and stuff like that, so I'm like, yeah. fine. I mean, I have a good friend who went to <laughs> a, a <laughs> special <laughs> ADD <We Bible> school. <laughs> I get there, it's, like, kids cursing at the teachers <laughs> and, like, fighting each other. Yeah. I got punched
1: in the face and attacked there quite a few times. Yeah. but you so you don't so both of us don't seem like we have ever had like you know any kind of educational problems or like any steps that that hurt us i've
0: also like mellowed out over the years like i used to be much crazier but at at this school they'd also like pay you for good behavior yeah which (laughs) would (laughs) that sounds great i'm gonna do that with my kids no, no, they used to give you ten cents a class period. So you could get up to five dollars a week. However, every other two weeks they That's had something nice. they had something called gold level. So if you got a ninety percent on your behavior or above, every two weeks you get an extra seven fifty. And you could buy like anything you wanted on Amazon or you'd go to like <laughs> trip you'd go to like Broadway shows and stuff. I don't think it's the worst idea. I mean it worked, if but they can some do it, why not? But some of these kids even like got kicked out of there. Cause it's like um the big the best way to think about it is if anybody have you read Percy Jackson? I have not. Do you know what it is? No. Uh, it's like oh,
1: is it the the kid who is like a half
0: something, a half god, but yeah, he's yeah, yeah. got like bad ADD and anger issues, and he goes to a school like this. It was it was like a, it, it was a good. I think it, I've seen part of the movie. It was a good learning experience because I got to meet kids from like. Non-affluent areas and stuff. Sure, but we actually the kids in my class. So I started like a special like eighth grade adjustment class for uh-huh. high school. I believe there was a one hundred percent graduation rate. Some of the kids went to Rutgers. Um, one of them goes to Berkeley. Oh wow! One of them goes Berkeley for music. Yeah, beautiful. One of them goes to um Loyola New Orleans, and like th- we all went to college. Oh. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Except for my ninety day stint.
1: Yeah, you're still going. <laughs> you're still going. Um but I, I think it's beautiful. I think I think we should end um the conversation on a little bit of uh how you know, I think we come from such different backgrounds, but what's funny is we're both kind of from New Jersey, right? And uh I think um, I think they're both great, and they're both you know, and and I think mm. we're both in good positions right now in life, and I don't think it matters. No, there's advantages and disadvantages, but I think
0: now um, now now no, no, don't get it wrong. There are some people who just
1: suck from New
0: Jersey. Yeah, like some people who are just like snobby
1: oh yeah there's people from everywhere that suck but yes th- from New jersey that we know of
0: yes <laughs> But like our, our i think our parents also instilled like a good work ethic like
1: yes I, I got my first job when i was like 14 or 15 absolutely i i feel the same way i i was uh i was doing uh i was lifeguarding at 14 that was my first job uh, lifeguarding at pools at 14 i did that for i think like two years every summer and then uh, I started working in kitchens at like 17, like 18. Uh, I, I was a Red Cross certified lifeguard. There you go. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I worked <laughs> at a place. What was it called? Um, I forget the pool company, but it was all over the place. I used to work in uh, uh, Freehold at a place called Raintree. Uh I used to work in um, Melrose. Wait, or not Melrose. Do you, do you know which pool contractor it was? That's what I'm trying to think of what it was. What was yours called? Leffler Pools. No, mine was not that. Um,
0: I forget the name of it. Because we we did like a ton of country clubs and stuff, but he'd also built up the business over like 30 years. Yeah, mine was a bunch too. Mine was like a lot, a lot of places. (laughs) But I I even had business cards that said office manager slash hiring coordinator. I was (laughs) in charge of hiring everyone and helped to get everything off of his. That's what you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome yeah that i was helped, just a I, stupid life I, I helped hire over 120 people and then they put me in charge of one of the pools yeah over the summer that's great and yeah i learned a lot from there that's awesome good business tom leffler is a legend i know he won't listen to this but just so everybody knows tom leffler it's is, not it's not easy is either. a living
1: legend that's awesome i love that job it was a good job and i had some fun doing that too and you'd like you like work on like a two-man team and then sometimes it's like a beautiful girl that works with you now see we'd did have you ever get that
0: i'd always have four or five people working and i would do oh, you I, do
1: bigger pools then my my well no most we, was we like
0: three we did smaller pools like apartment complexes and stuff but mostly it was like country clubs and stuff so we'd have four or five people and I, But I did all, like, the chemical maintenance and stuff for the pool. And then we'd go around. Sure. I'd go same. with some of the other guys. I had somebody who worked, like, directly under me, like, before the pools opened. Yeah. Shout out, Ryan. <laughs> Shout out, Ryan
1: Keller. Yeah, nice. No, I mean, I was doing the same thing, basically, on a three-man team. You'd check people in. Mm-hmm. You'd check the chemicals in the pool. And you'd rotate, right? Mm-hmm. Two people be in the stand, one piece in checking in. And then you just keep rotating. It's a cool, It was a cool job. It's a, it's a good first job, too, because it's very relaxing, and you get to be outside in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too demanding. It's a good first job. Um, so, I think we are we about doing? ready to wrap up. Okay. Should so we
0: talk about what we talked about today? This was um, part two of getting to know Matt, so he feels like he's... Getting to know Matt and (laughs) Stefan. Okay. Do you want to finish it up and just kind of go over what we talked about?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you everybody for listening again. Um, Basically, I guess what we talked about today was uh, a little bit of traveling and, and and what to know about traveling. Um, When you go, um, I think traveling helps you kind of learn more than other things in life. What else did we talk about? Um, A little bit of politics. We talked uh, about, like, health. We talked about obesity. Yeah, we talked about health. We talked about obesity. We talked about um, growing up and, and certain advantages you have on those things. Um, it's never too late to do those things if you want to. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how old you are. You can always get healthier. You can always be um, better at those things in life. Um, we talked about glorifying maybe obesity maybe being bigger in life right now and
0: it's about glorifying obesity people are trying to say that okay fat is beautiful and how it's we, we kind of both
1: disagree with that if, if if obesity is not um something to glorify
0: see I, I i'm just less like i don't know like like i i i'm just gonna sp- i don't know you're more like you want to like just say it nicely i'm more like
1: boom boom boom, well, boom obesity boom, boom. in general is not glor- you shouldn't glorify it but again i think being a bigger person is nothing to be ashamed of as long as you're healthy that's all that matters in my in my eyes <laughs> healthy is beautiful healthy is beautiful see
0: <laughs> see i'm not saying that it's something to be ashamed of but it's something that like we shouldn't encourage
1: yeah no i agree i agree i totally do okay. and what was the last thing we talked about and we just talked about childhood like fa- a little bit,
0: family life, childhood. Yeah.
1: All right, great. Let's wrap that up. Thank you so much for joining us, Spice of Life, with Chef Matt and my co-host over here, Stefan.
0: <laughs> I would say thank you for having me, but I'm here every <laughs> week anyway. <laughs>
1: we'll see you next time.